Hi, and welcome to Ship Teas. I'm Heather Waters. And I'm Jennifer Prophet. And this is a podcast for people who love romance, whether they find it in books, movies, or TV shows. In today's episode, Jen and I are going to be speculating wildly about the new Mr. and Mrs. Smith TV series. Jen, do you want to give some background about the show? Sure. So Mr. and Mrs. Smith, the TV show, is a romantic suspense series starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. It'll be eight episodes that will all drop on February 2nd on Amazon Prime. And here's where we always have to give an obligatory spoiler warning. At this point, Jen and I have not seen a single episode of the series, so everything we're discussing today comes from promotional trailers, which we'll link to in the show notes. That said, if you do prefer to go into things completely unspoiled, you may want to wait to listen to this episode until after you've binged the show. Um, Jen, I would love to just dive into this episode by asking what were your expectations just even before going into the, the teaser trailers here? Well, I've been following this show for a really long time, Um, way back to the days when Phoebe Waller-Bridge was still attached to play Mrs. Smith, and she was going to be starring opposite Donald Glover, so he's still attached and he's still, you know, the star and kind of the creator of the show, but believe it or not, our beloved Fleabag was going to be co-starring in this and, and writing this alongside Donald Glover. But she actually exited the show back in 2021, and I don't really know what I was expecting a Mr. and Mrs. Smith show created, you know, starring the creator of Fleabag, but I was really excited even all the way back then. And then, um, you know, hop to the news that that she was going to be um, leaving over creative differences. Again, I was like, I don't know what those creative differences are going to be. I know I still like Donald Glover, but I really st- stopped paying attention to any casting news or filming updates or anything like that until this trailer came out. And um, so it was really kind of going in blind when we watched the trailer, just knowing that I had loved the movie back in the day and, you know, was excited for that. I'm always looking for a truly like romantic suspense show. So again, was just really excited to see what could be happening in this trailer and what was kind of on offer. Yeah. You know, I'm glad you said all that because I had completely forgotten about the Phoebe Waller bridge connection. I'll be honest. I obviously I saw all those headlines. I remember being excited that she was involved in that, but that it just, completely slipped my mind in the past few years and so you saying that she dropped out in 2021 makes total sense that just in that intervening period I had forgotten. So, it's been a minute it's been, a, it's minute. been a minute yeah so I personally having forgotten all of that background went into the first teaser trailer assuming the show was just a pretty much a retelling of the movie with Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie which I had really loved when I was a teenager, but it is not that. And so what I learned from, I will say too, just for context for everyone, there have been two trailers for this show. One was pitched as a teaser trailer, though it's almost two minutes long. And that came out sometime in December, 2023. 
And then just more recently, we're recording this in January 2024, there's been the full length trailer, which is just a little bit over two minutes. And yet they are completely different, which we'll get into a little bit. But so when I first saw the teaser trailer on social media in December, I was not impressed. I was, again, thinking that it was a remake of the movie. I was confused, first of all, about what was happening because they seemed to be total strangers who had just gotten married, which is, again, not how it works in the movie. So I kind of figured out that it was an arranged marriage. But again, I I was confused um, because in the movie, it's two spies who get married not knowing the other one is a spy and only after they've been married for years do they learn that they're working for competing spy agencies so the context for this trailer was already more you know confusing than what i was expecting but also in the teaser trailer there are a lot of folded arms and uncomfortable body language and the focus is much more on the action and there is kind of a fast flash of a kiss but otherwise it's just not sexy at all. And so I was just not so sure that I would be as into it as I was in the Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie. So didn't have the best first impression of the teaser trailer. But Jen, you have only seen the full length trailer. Do you want to give your first impressions of that? Sure. But first, I have a conspiracy theory that I'd like to offer up. It's not really a conspiracy theory, but it is just like, I think, okay, back in the day, uh, teaser trailers used to be like 30 seconds, right? And it would just be like, who the stars are, who, like, what the tone of the movie was going to be, and then like the release date, maybe. And now it's like they're almost a full length trailer, but they're calling it a teaser. My conspiracy theory is that companies, it's not even a conspiracy theory, but anyway, my theory is that production companies now use that to test the waters to see how they need to change things in order to like get people to watch for the actual trailer. And so like them being teaser trailers the way they used to be, isn't accurate. They were like, oh, we sold that the wrong way. Let's try a different way. That makes total sense. And it tracks with what we saw with that rom-com a few months ago. What was it, Jen? Anyone but you? Yeah. That first teaser trailer is horrible. They just seem so mean to each other. It doesn't seem like a romance to the point where people on Twitter were not so sure that they would go see it at all. And then they put out another trailer that was much more focused on the romance and you're right that's exactly what happened here i almost feel like the teaser trailer for this was made with a male audience in mind Mm -hmm. which is absolutely ridiculous uh just seeing how the movie succeeded years ago um but it's yeah i think i said this before it's not sexy but it's also just very dark to the point where i i love dark stuff but if it's dark and you're telling me i'm supposed to find it romantic like you want me to find it romantic I was just getting really mixed signals from this first teaser trailer but I will say so I again I do think the full-length trailer to your point Jen they clearly pivoted and are approaching it in a different way with probably a more romance-minded audience in mind so what did you think of the first full trailer that you saw um, yeah, so I didn't have the the teaser, um, as Heather said, to kind of poison the the well. Um, but yeah, so when I went in, 
I, again, I was like so unaware of when this show was going to be coming out or that they had even like finished up production that I had just opened up the Prime app on my Roku one day and there was a splashy header and I was like, oh, this series must be out and I just totally missed it. But, you know, it was just the teaser. So good job on their marketing teams for not like totally missing their target demographic and it's just a teaser. So I watched it and was just like very surprised first because there are so many very obvious plot differences between the movie and um and this tv show that they are uh, you know apparently on the same side this time that it is the proper usage for the term fake married rather than because so many people sorry this is going to get into the weeds or something but like my pet peeve in the romance genre is people saying I fake married you for like insurance or a trust fund or whatever. No, you actually married them. It's just for non-romantic reasons. A so marriage of convenience. Yes. it's a marriage of convenience. You're not fake married. You are actually in the eyes of the law, actually married. Um, so here they are fake married, um, which I love that it was kind of a surprise to them that they're like getting their mission details. And, you know, they're apparently in the apartment where they're going to be for the next however long. And um and then, yeah, they uh, are, you know, a couple and very soon, which is one of my favorite things about fake relationships, marriages of convenience, you know, those those whole tropes is how the, the relationship and like the feelings, like the faking starts to turn into maybe something real. Although that is not like super apparent in the trailer, but it is hinted at enough to make my little romance trope loving heart happy. And so, like, there are a few things that I have questions about in the trailer, which I think we'll talk about more at length. But, you know, I think the other thing that I immediately noticed is a, a major difference between the, the movie and this is just, like, the tonal shift, um, which you really get a sense of through the cinematography, um, where everything in the Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie is, like, it's brightly lit. It's very, like... Um, high energy action movie, but still like not in the way that action movies have become in like the post Game of Thrones era of cinematography where like everything is just like dark and you can't see. But so this just has like a darker lighting to it, which has wondering if it's going to be a darker tone as well as just having some plot differences. Um, and my final thought is I like them using Mr. and Mrs. Smith more as like kind of in a bond way where it's like, if you go undercover, you are Mr. and Mrs. Smith, not you are Mr. and Mrs. Smith and oops, you are actually spies on opposite sides of whatever conflict. Yeah, it's actually, it's interesting now that I understand what's happening. <laughs> right? <laughs> it actually makes a lot more sense. I did want to ask you, Jen, uh, so a friend of mine mentioned to me that Mr. and Mrs. Smith, this TV show, isn't based on the movie, it's based on an even older version of the movie. Do you know anything about a previous Mr. and Mrs. Smith before the 2000s movie? No, but I believe it. That Like, that makes sense, that the even the Mr. and Mrs. Smith that we know and love from our high school years. College for me, probably, but yeah. 
Well, okay. <laughs> Teen years. Way to date yourself for literally no reason. Um, is, is, is a remake. God bless remakes that are decades apart so that we forget what the original is like. Talk about another pet peeve. But anyway, I won't go down that rabbit hole. So true. Well, if we learn a little bit more about that, we can bring that to our next episode. But those were all really great points. And I also left the trailer with some questions, which is good, right? I mean, they want to intrigue us. I think they intrigued us. I think you're so right that the tone, even just down to the look of the show, makes it much more clear that it's going to be grittier and darker. I mean, Mm -hmm. in the trailer... In this second trailer, they lean a lot more into the comedy and into the banter. They really help you with establishing at the very beginning of the trailer, it's they're literally getting introduced to each other. I'm Jane, I'm John. Obviously, they're cover names, but you know, we're getting to see the moment that we meet, which puts it into context for us that these are two strangers who, oops, now we're married for our jobs, right? Mm -hmm. So it sets up the arranged marriage very clearly for me in this second trailer, which I appreciated. You know, they are bantering and bickering more in this trailer. I really like there's a little teaser scene about them bickering over things like, well, I built this shelter and okay, well, I lit this fire. It shows a little bit more of their chemistry than is in the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, and some point- of the comedic timing of both of them, like both, both Maya Erskine and Donald Glover, I know first for their comedy. Yeah. And so I think it's really great to, I love it when comedic actors take on more dramatic roles. But this one, like, it is also kind of like almost a waste when you have two comedic geniuses and then you're like, make no one laugh. So I'm glad that they're introducing some of that. Um, that comedy in the trailer now as well to give us a sense of how it will be. Right. It showcases their comedy chops a lot more than in the first one. But having said that, it also goes 180 and shows them breaking probably a dead body. And I hate the word dead body. There's a body in a bathtub. Would you prefer corpse? What? (laughs) What? I said, would you prefer corpse? Is that... Yes, yes, okay. that's, there you go. Dead body okay. is uh, is repetitive, so you, you wouldn't say that in journalism. And I was a journalism oh major, goodness. so I can't let it go. But yes, you're right. There's a what's probably most likely a corpse in the bathtub, and they are trying to jam it into the bathtub, I guess. Again, this is just what we're piecing together from a trailer. And you hear them breaking bones and almost throwing up. And so it's going to be a really dark comedy emphasis on dark clearly mm-hmm. mr and mrs smith brad pitt and angelina were not brutally you know covering up a murder like that so i think it, it did a better job of establishing all the different tones it's also just a lot sexier it shows a little bit more of them in bed together and laughing together and there's that kiss scene again and so you're you're a little bit more as a romance fan assured that it actually is meant for you after all. So I took a lot of consolation from the full length trailer. I'm more excited about it now. That yeah, that's good. I mean, I have I definitely have some some lingering questions, which I think you do want with trailers. I think there are some things where I'm like a little bit worried that they are rushing things. Um which I know you're gonna poke fun at me because I'm like slow burn, what? 
but <laughs> like I want this to be a little bit of a slower burn. A, a friend of mine earlier this year had said that the relationship arc for a couple should be built on liking each other, respecting one another, being attracted to one another, and then loving one another, and that you need those four components to, and they can kind of come in any order, but you, you need the, except for love, uh, love needs to come last, (laughs) but you know that you need those four components in order for a relationship arc to work for, for readers and audiences. And I really think about that now, every time I am consuming media at this point where it has like a ship in there. So I'm a little bit worried that they're rushing some of the like liking and respecting part of one another, but we'll see. We have, you know, this is a trailer that's um, encapsulating eight episodes. So there's, you know, hopefully a lot of plot that they can pack in there. That's really lovely. I hadn't heard that before, but that is absolutely all the ingredients of a successful ship for me as well. So Mm -hmm. I completely could not agree more. But, you know, in terms of what we're hoping to see from the show, I will just say here and now that I absolutely loved the very spiky relationship between Carrie Russell and Matthew Reese's characters in The Americans. And that was also about two spies in an arranged marriage. You know, they had actually spent, I think, a decade together when the show picks up. And, um, you know, except in this case that they were Russian double agents. So definitely, um, clearly they were villains in that case, where I guess in this case, that will be a little bit more open-ended of a question. But I'm hopeful that Donald Glover and Maya Erskine will have strong chemistry. Obviously, that's very important to me anyway. And if it's going to be this kind of bickering enemies to lovers arc, that's crucial. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stick with the show if it's great in other ways, but they're not really selling me to your point on uh, an arc that makes sense for them, right? I don't want them to just go from bickering and really leaning hard on the hate part of the love-hate relationship and then all of a sudden they've fallen into bed and are wondering if they love each other to me that leaves out all of the delicious parts in the middle I mean I want to see the bond develop between them I want to see them being absolutely horrible to each other in private but being a united front in public and then over time you know they actually realize that they're protective of each other and you know no one's allowed to hurt her except me kind of way you know what I mean just like I right or like a I need like a touch her and touch her and die sort of moment or touch him and die I want to touch him and die is actually what I want oh yes yeah I agree I agree and you know we want all the usual things in a forced proximity like fake relationship I want to see them having to kiss and show affection for their cover but then actually they're super into it. Mm -hmm. Um, I love battle couples. I'm well known for loving battle couples and partners. So I want to see them fighting side by side. I think we're definitely going to get that. Um, But those are just a few of the things that I will be really looking for in the first season. How about you? I mean, I I think a lot of what what you hit on there, I think um, some of the questions that I have that I'm hoping to see, um, the answered is like who knows like who are they having like there were a couple of people that they were pretending to be a couple in front of who were those people that were in on the secret and who were the ones who didn't know and 
you know, so like, who are they faking in front of and like, what are they doing when they're faking versus not? Um, I really want to see where that line gets drawn. Um, you triggered me, um, when you mentioned, um, that you want to see all of this, that you don't want it to just like jump to, oh, and now we're a couple or whatever, because so many shows, especially in the kind of like romantic suspense realm have made that leap where they're like, oh, well, people don't really care about the relationship or they, they only care if they get together. They don't care how they do it. And I'm like, no, I care how they do it. I want to see all of it. Um, And I just want to say too, that I can't really think of a show that was developed as a romantic suspense series where I was a really hardcore shipper of them because I didn't need to be, which takes a lot of the fun out of it for me because it's just presented to me on a silver platter and it moves so quickly and there's nothing to really dig into. I think the shows for me where I get the most invested are the ones that aren't intentionally set up to be a romance. They are more of an action or, you know, a fantasy or drama or whatever. And they just Mm -hmm. happen to develop a romance very carefully, a lot of times unintentionally over multiple seasons. And I get to know the characters and I really you know, believe in their redemption arcs and get to see them becoming best friends and get to see them learning to respect each other. So it's kind of funny to me that this show could easily be that, right? Where it could Mm -hmm. have the best of both worlds. It could be intentionally telling us this is a love story. It will happen, you know, maybe over, I think, ideally, uh, you know, two to three seasons. but we're, we're not going to pay it off right away. This is a long game. That's what I really want. I really want someone to find that balance of this is a romance. We do promise that that, you know, the relationship will be core to this story, but we're not going to just spit it out over a few episodes. And then if the show does continue, they're together and bored, which we can get more into that. But that's my, you know, that's one of my fears with this show is that I will enjoy it at first and then I will get bored of it. Yeah, and I'm I'm worried about that for you too. <laughs> uh, I'm always worried about that for you whenever I'm like, there's a really good ship in here. And then you're like, what season is it? And I'm like, season one. And you're like, oh. I know. Um, well, aren't you worried for you though? I mean, can you think of examples where a couple gets together in the first season and then it really keeps your interest for years after that? Well, I'm I'm currently um, charting that course in Wheel of Time, um, where they there was a moment where my beloved Land and Nynaeve um, got together in the penultimate episode of season one, and but then they got ripped apart. But like for okay reasons, not for like stupid like well we have to they can't be together and interesting so blah blah. I mean, that actually does get into another thing I wanted to discuss, which is what are our predictions for how the first season will play out? And I think exactly what you just described with how Wheel of Time has handled it is what I think might happen with this show, because. If it was pitched as a one and done series, I could see them getting some sort of happy ending, but my best guess is that you know because most showrunners now leave the door open for a second season Mm -hmm. that in this case there will be some sort of declaration of feelings 
before there's some sort of major twist where they're ripped apart, you know, either physically or emotionally or in both ways. And that would then leave a lot of tension for season two, which would make me come back for more, right? And that's kind of what Wheel of Time successfully did, where it gave you a taste to say, it's not all in your head. These two do, you know, have feelings for which each is, other. Yeah, which if is what I mean. Yeah. If you have patience, eventually it'll pay off. Because I know in season two, they really, really made you work for it. But at least you got a taste in season one of we're not messing with you. There is something romantic between them. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be a long journey. I would be fine with that with this show. So I'm. that's kind of what I'm anticipating for this show is that it will be a very satisfying season one. And then there will be some sort of twist where they have to work to get back together, like I said, physically or emotionally or both in season two. Mm -hmm. um, and I would I would stick around for that if they can pull it off. Yeah. I mean, I think one of my concerns is with that as well. Even for me, I, you know, I'm a different type of shipper than you are. I, I acknowledge that. But um, where... I think it's like towards the end of the trailer where they're like, did you say I love you? And she, and I think it's like Donald Glover to my Erskine is like, did you say I love you? And she was like, yeah, but we were going to die. And then he's like, did you mean it? And she was like, well, yeah, you know? And so I'm a little bit worried with that line right there. And, and, you know, but so I think that means to you know how I would see that playing out or how I would kind of hope it gets played out is that they say I love you because they thought they were gonna die and then it kind of goes into like one of them gets kidnapped or you know yeah. something like that where it gives us that cliffhanger and gives us the potential where it's like because I think another important part of an arc in any story but you know particularly we're talking about here with the romance arc is there needs to be like the internal um stakes for both of them about why they can or cannot be together and then usually a pretty good external stake and i think you know if they're saying i love you by the end of season one then there needs to be a really good external stake yeah. and they need to be holding strong as a couple for the internal straight stake yes but the risk of that, of course, is if there is some sort of big external obstacle that gets thrown their way in the finale, then in season two, it's a real, it's going to be a real challenge for them to have it be something that can't just be wrapped up in one episode. But mm -hmm. if it is extended over multiple episodes, that's probably going to entail them being physically separated for a long time, which would take away from what we would have enjoyed so much about them in the first season. So I don't see no runners <laughs> at all. But here's another possibility that I could see happening is that there is, so they've overcome some internal obstacles in the first season and external obstacles. I don't know. But then maybe there's something in the finale where one of them thinks that the other one has betrayed them, right? So it goes back to an internal obstacle but then we you know maybe we learn in season two actually that wasn't the case at all there was no betrayal but they have to they have to kind of come to those realizations and i could see that being something that would take a few episodes to get over but they're really they're gonna have to set up another kind of big bad or another big mission that will stretch over the next season because this show doesn't seem to be you know 
kind of an episodic type of show. So I yeah. think the plot of season two being a thrilling story layered on top of whatever emotional arc they're going to have in season two will be those two things will need to work really well together. My, so my theory about, okay, this is like if I were writing it, right? And, but this is like if I were writing it based off of what I've seen in the trailer, which is like a little bit hard, but okay. So like I said, there are a couple of people in the trailer where like some clearly don't know, like they still kept the therapist element of the original Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie, or I guess the 2005 (laughs) Mr. and Mrs. Smith movie. Um, So they, they still kept that who's played by Sarah Paulson, which I love. Um, but uh so so she clearly doesn't know that they're spies i think like when they go to dinner with another couple they don't know but there's another um character actor that i spotted in the trailer who said something like oh that's interesting or something like that when they kiss and um or appear to kiss or something like that and so i'm wondering like is he the villain or is he the boss like and if he is or like their handler or whatever and so if he is the latter is he um is he maybe like one of their mentors and is actually like a double agent and so then it's like do i trust and help my mentor who may or may not be a double agent or do i trust this person who i've been paired with my partner in all of this, who I have grown to have feelings for. So I think there might be like a his like history versus present feelings sort of thing. And again, that'd be like only if I were writing this based off of what I saw. Well, that's a very fascinating idea. I do think somehow putting them on opposite sides, even if they just temporarily think that they're on opposite sides, but they never were, that yes. is juicy. Because, I mean, I think that was one of the interesting things from the 2005 Mr. and Mrs. Smith was that um, they were on opposite sides and then they chose each other. Right, right. And that's going to be very important for this show, too, right? Is loyalty to each other versus loyalty to their country versus loyalty to their mission. They have a lot of different levels that they're working off of. Um, but, you know, the other thing with the 2005 movie, Jen, is because remember they were on opposite, um, like they were working for separate spy agencies. And I think they each had a friend in their agency that they yeah. confided in for the, and that was a lot of times used for comedy and kind of the the third person perspective on a relationship, which I always yeah. love. So that could also be what's happening there, too, is that they have friends from the agency that know who they are, that they're able to confide in. So. Uh, Yeah, but I still think that your idea is really delicious and I could see that being a way to keep the tension up because, you know, I think that some shows have done a pretty solid job of this, of keeping my interest. You know, the show The Rookie comes to mind. Lucy Chen and Tim Bradford are now a canon couple, um, but they've still found ways that they're together, but they still have a lot to work through to make sure that they're on the same page and that they want the same things in the future. And they still have very high stress jobs. So they're getting pulled into undercover assignments and fearing for each other's lives and having to figure out how to balance that. And, you know, so they have found really fun ways to play with that. I think that could happen here. I just, I don't want them to become 
I, to your point, I just don't want the I love you's to come too soon because to me that does just naturally take a lot of the tension out of a I story. Love, I love you is a lot. I love you is. is a lot. I think yeah. it, you could have done something else, but, but yeah. we'll see, you know, but like um, that's that's a pretty big gesture to throw out there. Um, I also, just to go back to the rookie for one second, and, and I think I feel this way pretty consistently. A lot of times my preferred ship is the secondary ship it's yeah. not like the main characters and i think that has helped with tim and lucy yes. on the rookie where they are not the main characters and so like they can have a little bit more going on with the relationship it can be a little bit of a slower burn like they have this i don't know there's we need to have a talk with showrunners about like writing interesting primary characters yeah. that you know because i feel like i almost and we can go back and look at our, you know, the the ships that we talked about. But I feel pretty universally. I'm usually more invested in, like, a secondary ship. I think that's so true. Though I will say one exception that comes to my mind right away because I've been re-watching this show and I'm just continue to be in awe of it years later is one that you and I have also talked about before on this show, which is called Good Behavior. Mm-hmm. And in that show, the couple that I'm obsessed with is the primary couple. Mm -hmm. And I think what makes their story so interesting is that it's not set up as a romance, right? And so it's about a, oh goodness, she's basically a serial liar and thief and grifter who's also a recovering drug addict. And she accidentally interrupts a hitman's job not accidentally she intentionally messes up his job for him but you know so they're immediately set up as um almost kind of a odd couple right where it's that they're these two people that are both criminals in different ways that you know she's has to work for him at first to pay off a debt that he feels she owes him you're not supposed to find it uh, super romantic in the beginning, but over time they develop a wonderful working bond at first and relationship. And then over time they are together as a couple, but I don't even think they say, I love you in two seasons. I mean, maybe they do. I'm, I'm in season two right now, but it's something that you, they show you instead of telling you. And Mm -hmm. so you get to feel like, you're falling into this relationship with them and you're seeing them very, very, very slowly come to respect each other and like each other and fall in love. And it's just, I think that there's something to, that show probably got a lot of freedom with that relationship because it wasn't set up to be a romance from the beginning. So there was less pressure on them and that actually ended up working out well. Whereas this show, they know from the beginning that people love the 2005 Mr. and Mrs. Smith as a romance, as an action romance. So it's going to be very much the focus of your of of the story mm-hmm. but you know to your point is it just going to happen too fast and why did they feel the need to put that in the trailer jen why would you put i love you in the trailer yeah that's what i'm really like is it one of the like is it like when you uh watch a trailer for a comedy and then you go and you see it in theaters and you're like oh you put all the funny stuff yeah. in the trailer maybe i am worried about that 
I am. I I have just enough trust in Donald Glover that that won't be the case, but that might be naive of me, you know? Um, So I, I think it really just will be, you know, we'll have to see. I did read one other article that called this a mini series. Mm. So, you know, which I mean, mini series, limited series to, to what you said earlier, almost every showrunner out there is going to be like, it is a limited series, but you know, and, um, and, and leaves it open for potentially more seasons to come later. So, um, so I think regardless of, of what the initial plan was going in, I think that they'll probably give us some sort of, you know, option to to explore it more. But, you know, we'll, I, I think we'll just have to wait and see, see if, you know, we'll see if me naively trusting Donald Glover was the right move or, um, you know, if we, if we get a little bit burned. But I think even like, I think I'd be okay with feeling burned and having it be because they said I love you than being burned because they just totally messed up the dynamic, you know? Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you. And, you know, I think wait and see is all we can do. Mm-hmm. I think we just have to, I wouldn't mind if it is wrapped up pretty well, like a limited series. And then just because people adore it so much, they find a way to make a season two that would be really mm-hmm. compelling because then we would have the choice to say, I, I'm good with where it ended. I don't need more. Um, but then, you know, for people who want to watch the next season could watch it. So I certainly would not be mad about just a very satisfying eight episodes, um, that is just so universally adored that they find a way to make more. Um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, to your point, if they just mess up the dynamic and I'm not even into it by the end, that's probably my worst fear, but I, I think you're right. I think with the talent that's involved here, the cast that's involved here, uh, that seems very low risk for us. So, um, all right, Jen, well, we always wrap up with our question of, do you ship it or skip it? And I know that we have not even seen more than a trailer here, but just your prediction before you watch the eight episodes, do you think you're going to ship it or skip it? Oh, I think I'm definitely going to ship it. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm intrigued enough with them being like, oh, I thought we were just here on a normal mission and actually we're a married couple. Like, that alone. And 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 just, like, the precedent of this being a very beloved movie from my teen years, it, you know, has me intrigued enough to be like, okay, what are you going to pull from the 2005 Mr. and Mrs. Smith to sell me on this as, like, a romance? And... Mm-hmm. And then we'll go from there. So for me, I think I'm going to, I'm going to ship it. Also, like, I like seeing hot people be hot together. So (laughs) I'm going to, you know, just ship it for Donald Glover and Maya Erskine to be hot together. You need to please in that regard. No, I completely agree. I will say if you had asked me just after the first teaser trailer I saw in December, I might have said skip it because I was very underwhelmed by that and concerned about what it was going to be. But after the second trailer, I would say definitely ship it because I'm really enjoying the dynamic that I'm seeing between Jane and John. And I think that they're going to give me all of the the banter and the bickering that I love. Mm -hmm. And even if they do get to I love you by the end, I think there's every chance that a plot twist or 
you know, some sort of betrayal or whatever will keep me invested for uh, more to come. So yeah, I'm going to say my prediction is that I will ship it. But um, while that's all from us for this week, you and I have already decided that we're going to watch the first eight episodes as soon as we can after they premiere on what, February 2nd, Jen? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we've already, I am in my suspense era of television. I just finished up Reacher. I've watched like every TV show that's come that's even like remotely um, kind of like, there's actually like, there's something going on in Hollywood. There's been a lot of stuff that was greenlit recently that was like in this kind of romantic suspense thing. So I was yeah. going to watch it anyway. I'm happy to watch these eight episodes and we'll just see if I'm a disappointed shipper at the end or a happy shipper, but, um, we'll definitely be back with all of our thoughts about the first season of Mr. and Mrs. Smith shortly after, um, we watch all of them. Uh, eight hours of TV. I think we can manage to get that done. I believe in us. I believe in us. And I am sometimes not to be counted on to watch something right away. But <laughs> I am also intrigued enough that I think I will watch it very quickly. And I've also been in a romantic suspense state of mind, Jen. So I do think you should watch Good Behavior, too, if you're in need of something in the meantime. But yeah, so I feel good about us being able to both watch it pretty quickly and to record another episode in February with our full reactions to the first season of Mr. and Mrs. Smith. In the meantime, everyone, thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you like to listen. And bon voyage! <laughs>